Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. So, um, Pastor Scott started our new sermon series, Resilience. Um, it just, it goes on and on. It seems as soon as we start to move slightly even out of a pandemic, now we're faced with a potential, seriously, another potential conflict in Europe. Um, it just, it's ongoing. So we have to make sure that we understand how to continue to be resilient and strong in the face of just stuff that comes at us. And that's like I said, that's big macro picture. But I know a lot of you, some of you listening, have had health issues. Your family members have had health issues. We've had people that have lost loved ones. Um, Pastor Scott and I just both went to a funeral for people that just recently started attending our church. And um, I know that we've had maybe more than more loss more funerals in the past six months and probably in the last six years Mm -hmm. um, just in general so there's a lot of things that need us to develop and continue to have a sense of resilience and so pastor scott started off the sermon series um, with this idea of waiting for the lord Um, and i think he did a really good job Uh, he brought in one of the, the key texts for this sermon series, which is Isaiah 40, 28 through 29. So let me read it to you real quick. It says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the Lord is an eternal God, the creator of the whole earth. He does not get tired or weary. There is no limit to his wisdom. He gives strength to those who are tired and to the ones who lack power. He gives renewed energy. All right. So what do you think, Tommy? Well, I think it's just a good reminder about the waiting because I think uh, human nature, we're pretty impatient. And I think even especially in today's world when we have everything available at our fingertips, I mean, if it's not two-day shipping, I'm mad, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I think it's just a real, I really appreciated the reminder of how important it is to wait because I think we are just so used to instant gratification that we kind of even say a prayer and kind of expect to see an answer. That day, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't happen. Yeah, make my love, make my loved one well. Oh, they're not well yet, Lord. Or um, sometimes God even has a bigger picture. He says, "Well, they're gonna, they're gonna be completely well uh, when they die." And uh, and I know that that's not the kind of well that we tend to pray for, but God also understands that that is a part of the whole process as well. So, Pastor Scott talked about there being some truths uh, in regards to resilience and waiting on the Lord. And the first thing he says is that truth about God. Mm-hmm. Um, and that God often does have this desire to give us the renewal and the energy that we need, right? Um, he, he doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. There is no limit to his wisdom. And he gives strength to those who are tired. The, there's this power and this strength that comes from God. Uh, God doesn't have bad days, right? Uh, He doesn't have a bad mood. That's just not how God works. Uh, We have to understand one of the truths about God is that he is always in control. He's always still in charge and he always is still all-powerful and all-knowing and all-compassionate as well. 
I was going to say, I think becoming a parent has like really opened my eyes to kind of the power of God in general, because I think there's so many parallels between, you know, God and being a parent, but just where we fall short, right? Like I do mm. get tired right. and weary daily and I don't have the, the renewed energy to constantly pour out to my children, but it's such a comfort knowing that he does, right. you know, and I have us. bad moods. Yeah. I've barked at, I've barked at my children and said things to my children. I've said things that my dad said to me that I promised myself when I was a parent I would never say. And then they come out of my mouth and just like, oh, I can't believe I just said that to my kids. And then sometimes we're too prideful to admit in the moment that we right. are regretful that we said that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe my daughter was like, don't you apologize to me. You don't need, you don't mean it. I was like, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel bad. Yeah, uh, we make mistakes as parents. We do get tired and weary, um, but God does not. Mm -hmm. That is a promise from God's word. I think that's awesome. There's another great thing. Scott talked about truths about life, um, where he said even the youth will get tired and weary. Even the strong young men will get be will clumsily stumble. That's an interesting translation. Um, uh, but I know even youth will get tired and young men will stumble and be weary. And I think that is a what kind of what we are hinting at. One of the mm -hmm. truths about life is that we are a people that don't always have the strength to get by by our own strength. Um, sometimes there are things that we just can't control, things that we can't do on our own power, and that we get tired. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, resilience—the kind of resilience that we're going to be talking about in the series—is more really resilience that comes from the Lord and empowers us. Uh, I think most of you have gone through enough life situations to know that as much as you would like to control everything, there's just a lot of things that happen to us that are out of our control. What? I know, I know. <laughs> you may not know this, but Tommy's good. She likes to have control of things. That's why we love her in the office, because she's so organized, and she keeps things just all together. But she does like to be in control. Being out of control makes you uncomfortable, doesn't it? It may be a little bit. Just... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, I'm just the opposite. I've lived my whole life just completely and utterly out of control, so I'm very comfortable <laughs> with the process. <laughs> just craning for, from one crisis to another. Makes for a very productive office environment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we work together well. Because um, I don't think there are any limits. Because limits are just, I don't know, you, limits are for people that don't have enough imagination. And Tommy's like, but wait, have you thought about this and this? And what about this? And we got to make sure this is taken care of. Uh, but there, I think you don't have to live very long to realize that you need, it's very humbling to, to face those situations mm -hmm. that are beyond your ability to control, to manipulate, to change. And uh, it's in those times that we really need to remember that we don't have to live life by our own power because... Um, another great truth about resilience is that the key or the Christian key resilience is just to wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big part of Pastor Scott's message was this idea of waiting, waiting, waiting on the Lord. Um, similar to what Mary and Martha did, learning to wait on the Lord. Um, there, a key verse, verse 31 of this chapter 40 of Isaiah says, but those who wait for the Lord's help will find renewed strength. They will rise up as if they had eagle's wings. They will run without growing weary. They will walk without getting tired. 
And I really, I do love that idea that Pastor Scott kind of put forth is this idea that sometimes the resilience comes when we are patient and when we wait, because we do have this sense of, what did you say, impatience in our mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. Well, I think when he references the, the Martha and Mary, you know, I think going back to kind of that like feeling of control, I think you realize pretty quickly that it's a false sense of having that control and some event or some situation happens and that kind of brings it to light like oh I didn't really have the control I thought I did um you know and you think like oh if 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 this and this and this then this wouldn't have you know been the situation but if you kind of step back and kind of wait for 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 Jesus and for him to kind of intervene and act Mm -hmm. in that time then that's where the resilience comes through versus trying to power through ourselves. hundred percent. You know, it's really interesting. Uh, there's this sense of, like I was talking with somebody the other day that was going through a divorce and uh, it was very painful when they were going through the divorce uh, and they didn't, they weren't sure how they were going to get through it, how their kids were going to get through it and all that. And um, as they came out on the other side of it, they actually realized that their ex, who he happened to be a, a guy, actually was a better father than he was when they were married. Uh, they, their relationship, they've managed to find a way to have a, a pretty uh, good working relationship in regards to the kids. Um, and uh, this person actually saw her her ex becoming kind of a better person. Sure. And she also, because she was kind of at the point where she didn't like who she was towards the end of their marriage. Um, and it was really interesting because she just prayed and prayed and prayed that God would save their marriage, mm. right? That was that was the thing, save my save our save our marriage. Um, but she now realizes that there are things that are better on the other side. Mm. Um, and so sometimes our prayer isn't, you know, God hears our prayers absolutely, but sometimes we pray for things that aren't really in our best interests, and God sees that. Well, even in that situation, I mean waiting because I think in that moment you're looking for like why why what but through waiting through that that situation with the divorce on the other side you're able to see kind of the hand at work there you know but in that moment you're not thinking like well if I just wait through this everything is going to be fine yeah it is (laughs) an active way it's a very it's true yeah just sit on my hands and not do anything (laughs) Scott actually has a quote from Delton De Armas in his outline that I want to read to you because it speaks exactly what Tommy was saying. This isn't a sitting on your hands kind of waiting. Testing your patience as you passively watch the clock, right? This isn't a passive kind of waiting. This is an active, eager, and expectant waiting. This kind of wait mounts up, runs, and walks. I don't know if you know, mount up on wings like eagles. Sometimes they run and don't get where they walk and don't faint. Um, I, I love that there's always this movement forward mm-hmm. with this kind of a waiting. Um, it is a hopeful anticipation, an eagerness to see what God is going to do and is characterized by activity, not passivity. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, my wife and I were watching the movie Tick, Tick, Boom. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. It's, a, it's a, a really kind of a cool story about the guy who wrote Rent. Let um, me give you a little background on that. He he was kind of this struggling artist. He was he was in his 30s, and he hadn't had any success as a musical writer, living in New York, living you know paycheck to paycheck, not being able to pay his rent. And he literally, the day Rent kind of got opened and got his accolades and was became one of the most powerful 
musicals in the history. He died the day before that happened. Oh my God! So he did these de- like a decade and a half of all this writing and work, and never got to see the fruits of his labor. Wow! Um, but so he gets in front of all of these writers and all of these producers and stuff with his first with his first musical, which is called Suburbia. Superbia, as my wife reminded me, Superbia. And they all said, wow, you have a lot of talent, but that's not very good. <laughs> and he, so he turned to like his agent, she go, and he said, what do I do next? She goes, you write the next one. And you have enough talent, maybe that one will be the one that catches people's imagination. And then when that one doesn't work, you write the next one. Mm. And that's resilience. His, he spent six years writing this first one, and he put all of, all of his hope into it, and they were all like, yeah, there's some good stuff in there, but that's not going to make it on Broadway. That's, that's just not what we're looking for. And he's like, I need to quit. And his, his agent was like, you don't quit. It's just your first rejection. You just keep writing. You know, you just keep at it. And we want our prayers answered, and they don't get answered right away, so we stop praying. No, you, you, the, God's Word says you just keep at it. Mm-hmm. You you keep being patient with God. You keep moving forward. You keep doing the things you need to do to kind of create the best life you can. And you just wait that, and, and trust that God is going to continue to work in the process of making things better. Yeah. I like that quote. Yeah. Um, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Psalm 27. Tom, anything else you kind of want to wrap up with this? No? Um, I don't think so. I just like whenever uh, Pastor Scott kind of leaves us with like this question at the end, you know, and and he seems to do that with his sermon outlines yeah, frequently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really liked the one he ended with this week, which is what might you learn by waiting for Jesus? And I think that's a great reminder every day, multiple times a day. Like what might I learn by waiting for him yeah. versus just trying to jump in and control the situation yes. and get really stressed <laughs> out about it. So there's a great question to leave you with today. What might you learn by waiting um, for Jesus, by learning to be patient in your affliction and in the struggles of your life? All right. So once again, everyone, thanks for joining us. And those of you that are joining us on um, podcast, podcast, we are just so glad that you tuned in. Once again, we have one more informational meeting tonight at 7 p.m., if you have any questions, though, between now and the 13th, and we're going to vote, or any time even after that, be sure that you can you can email or call Pastor Scott and myself. Uh, most of the staff know everything that's going on as well. And we would love to make sure that you have all the information you need to know about this really kind of a significant move. Um, uh, there's, there's not another church in our synod right now that is a two-campus church. So we will be the first church to do that. And so we're kind of learning as we go, but we've got some good resources and um, it's going to be a really exciting way for us to continue to expand our mission to love God, love people, and make a difference in a new part of Las Vegas. All right, everyone, God bless. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.